0: Catechesis was St. John Paul II. The event in May, a great divine test. Papa Vojtiwa's Catechesis at the General Audience on the 14th of October 1981. Last Wednesday, during the General Audience, I made reference to the event of the 13th of May. Since that day, our meetings have been interrupted, and as they are now being resumed again, thanks to my recovered health, I desire to share with you, at least briefly, the content of my meditations during this period of several months, in which I have participated in a great divine test. I say, divine test, although, in fact, the events of the 13th of May the attack on the Pope's life, and also its consequences linked to the intervention and care at Jameli Hospital, have their own fully human dimension. This cannot, however, obscure an even more profound dimension, the dimension precisely of the test permitted by God. Everything that I spoke about last Wednesday must also be placed in this dimension. Today I desire to return to it once again with you. God has permitted me to experience suffering during the last few months. He has permitted me to experience the danger of losing my life. At the same time, He has permitted me to understand clearly, and to its very depths, that this is a special grace for me as a man, and at the same time it is, in view of the service that I fulfill as Bishop of Rome and successor of St. Peter, A grace for the Church. It is thus, dear brothers and sisters, I know I have experienced a great grace. And, remembering together with you the incident of the 13th of May, and the whole period that followed, I cannot but speak above all of this. Christ, who is the light of the world, the shepherd of his flock, and above all the chief shepherd, has granted me the grace to be able, through suffering, and with a danger to life and health, to give testimony to His truth and His love. Exactly this I feel to have been a particular grace given to me, and for this I express in a special way my gratitude to the Holy Spirit, whom the apostles and their successors received on the day of Pentecost as the fruit of the cross and resurrection of their Master and Redeemer. This is why, this year, the Feast of the Descent of the Holy Spirit acquired for me a very particular significance, when, together with the whole Church, and especially in union with the Ecumenical Patriarchate, we gave thanks for the gift of the First Council of Constantinople, celebrated 1,600 years ago adding the commemoration here in Rome after 1550 years of the Council of Ephesus. Since the time of the First Council of Constantinople, the whole Church has professed, I believe in the Holy Spirit, who is Lord and giver of life. Precisely this Holy Spirit, who gives life, was invoked by Christ when, before his ascension to the Father, he said to the Apostles, You will have the strength of the Holy Spirit, who will descend upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It is the Holy Spirit who, since the day of Pentecost, has helped the Apostles to give testimony, first in Jerusalem, and afterwards in the diverse countries of the world. It was He who gave them the strength to witness to Christ before all the people, and when, because of this encounter, they went to torments, he permitted them to rejoice for being reviled for love of the name of Jesus. It was the Holy Spirit who led Paul of Tarsus through the streets of the world at that time. It was the Holy Spirit who sustained Peter in giving testimony to Christ, first in Jerusalem, then in Antioch, and finally here in Rome, the capital of the empire. This testimony was confirmed at the end with martyrdom, as it was also the testimony of Paul of Tarsus, the great apostle of the nations. These words which Christ the Lord and Redeemer, Christ the Eternal Shepherd of Souls, addressed to the apostles before going to the Father, refer to their successors, and refer as well to all Christians. The apostles are the beginning of the new people of God, as the council teaches, but if everyone is called to give testimony to Christ, crucified and risen, they are in a very particular way those who, after the apostles, have inherited the pastoral and magisterial service in the church. How many successors of Peter in this Roman seat, have sealed with the sacrifice of their lives this testimony of pastoral and magisterial service. The sacred liturgy manifests it when, during the course of the year, it remembers the numerous supreme pontiffs who have followed Peter in giving their testimony of blood. It is difficult to talk about these things without profound veneration, without inner trepidation, In fact, by the sacrifice of those who bore testimony to Christ, crucified and risen, especially during the first centuries, the mystical body of Christ increased. The Church arose, was deepened in souls, and was consolidated in this ancient world, which, so often, responded to the good news of the Gospel with bloody persecutions. All this should be kept in mind by those who come to Rome, to the apostolic memories, those who return in the footsteps of St. Peter and St. Paul. I too am a pilgrim here. I am a foreigner, who, through the will of the Church, had to remain here and assume succession in the Roman See, following after so many great popes, bishops of Rome. And I too feel deeply my human weakness. And thus, with trust, I repeat the words of the Apostles, Virtus in infirmitate perficitur. Power is manifested in weakness. And thus, with great gratitude to the Holy Spirit, I think of this weakness that He has allowed me to experience on the day of the 13th of May, believing and humbly trusting that it was able to serve for the strengthening of the Church and also for that of my human person. This is the dimension of the divine test, that it is not easy for man to unveil. It is not easy to talk about it with human words. However, there is need to talk about it. This great grace needs to be confessed with deepest humility before God and the Church, for it became my portion in that period in which the whole people of God was preparing for a particular celebration of Pentecost, dedicated this year to the remembrance of the first council of Constantinople, after 1600 years, and also the council of Ephesus, after 1550 years. In Ephesus, then, for the benefit of the whole church, echoed anew the truth about Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Who through the work of the Holy Spirit was made true man, conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary, and born of her for the salvation of the world. Mary is thus true mother of God, Theotokos. When then, together with you, dear brothers and sisters, I ponder upon the grace received together with the threat to my life and the suffering, I turn in a particular way to Her, to the One whom we also call Mother of Divine Grace. And I ask that this grace be not in vain in me, just as with every grace that man receives, everywhere, at any time. I ask that with every grace that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit pours out with abundance, this strength may be born that grows in our weakness. I also ask that the testimony of truth and love to which the Lord has called us may grow and expand.